Welcome to the Grow My Salon Business podcast, where we focus on the business side of hairdressing. I'm your host, Anthony Whitaker, and I'll be talking to thought leaders in the hairdressing industry, discussing insightful, provocative, and inspiring ideas that matter. So get ready to learn, get ready to be challenged, get ready to be inspired, and most importantly, get ready to grow your salon business. Hey, it's Anthony here, and welcome to today's episode of the Grow My Salon Business Podcast. And whether it's your first time or perhaps you're a regular listener, as I always say, it's great to have you here with us today. I'm currently doing a monthly series of Facebook Live interviews on behalf of John Paul Mitchell Systems, and both the guests and the content have been great. So I'm also going to be repurposing some of them as my weekly podcast. But as they were originally also recorded for video, if you would rather watch than listen, then these lives are also housed on the Grow My Salon Business YouTube channel. So today we have Jennifer Ackers from the Hollywood Hair Salon, which is located in the town of Centralia in Illinois. And I always love talking to Jennifer and the team at Hollywood Hair because I always learn something from them. And today is no exception. Oftentimes, it's either the really big, high-profile hairdressers with their celebrity clientele that come up with their innovative new ways of working that get acknowledged for being successful when it comes to business and innovation. But Hollywood here isn't a big city salon with a high-profile celebrity clientele, but it is a really successful salon group of three salons situated in smaller towns. So today, we're going to talk about a whole range of topics that cover what makes a salon business successful, and whether you have a small salon with one or two team members or a chain of salons, I will guarantee that you will learn something too. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Jennifer Ackers from Hollywood Hair. Hi, Anthony. It's great to be here. Okay, so look, let's get straight into it. I've, I've sort of, uh, uh, you know, painted a little bit of a picture of what sort of business you've got, but but just tell us um, how long has the the salon uh, been in uh, operation? When did you first open? So we've been in business since 1994, so about 28 years. Um, that has been our Centralia location. It's our flagship. In 2018, we opened our second location in Shiloh, which is about 45 minutes from our Centralia location, um, closer to St. Louis, more metropolitan area. Um, Then in 2019, we had our Maryville location, which just kind of fell into our lap. It was a little bit of a surprise to us, Um, but we've been over here in Maryville since 2019, and we do have about 50 employees across all locations. Um, some of them do rotate salons, and then some of them do stay in their home location. Right. Okay. Now, I, I know also that you have uh, an interesting ownership model uh, with multiple owners, so we're going to talk to you about that later on. Uh, what is the employment model? Is it is it employees, or are they renters? How does that, how does that work? We do have all employees, our stylists, our commission, um, our new talent stylist who are just out of school, they start out as hourly along with our sales associates, our partners, and our expediters. Um, once our new talent stylists have uh, reached the numbers that would actually bring them bring them in more commission-based than it does hourly, that's whenever they switch over to that commission structure. 
Right. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Now, I did a little bit of Googling before we uh, jumped on the call because I often refer to the fact that you're from a small country town sort of thing. And uh, Centralia, just so that our, our listeners know, uh, population of 13,000, according to Google. Uh, and I know the second salon you said is in Shiloh. And, and you said to me that had a bigger population. But according to Google, that also only has a population of 13,000. And then it says Maryville has 7,000. So is that sound about right to you? Or have I, you know, misput the wrong thing into uh, Google? So Centralia, definitely the 13,000. Shiloh is surrounded by several other small towns. It's very metropolitan. So we do have about 250,000 people within, I would say, about a 15, 20 mile radius around us. Okay. Uh, in Maryville, it is bigger like the Shiloh location as well. Okay, got it. All right. Now, um, do they all have the same sort of target market, these three salons? So our Centralia location has been built on families. We have, you know, a lot of families where we have grandma and grandpa all the way down to the great grandkids. You know, they've okay. grown up with us over the years. Um, our Shiloh location does have a, it has Scott Air Force Base, which is real close there. And we get a lot of our business from the base. Um, we also get a lot of our business from the housing areas that are right around there. Uh, Maryville is more so, I guess you would call them travelers back and forth from St. Louis. You know, they're ones that are more white collar live over on this side, but do travel more to the city for, you know, for their jobs. Yeah, yeah. And um, does does all three salons have the same price point, the same business model, offer the same services, et cetera? So we do offer predominantly the same services across all locations. Um, our Shiloh and Maryville location do have the same price structure. It is just a little bit higher than our Centralia location, but only by, I would say, about 15 to $20 at most per visit. Right. Okay. And you might have said this already. Uh, opening hours, are they the same across the three of them or do they vary slightly? So our Centralia and Shiloh location have the same hours. Um, our Maryville location, theirs are a little bit later in the day. We start a little bit later. Um, we are still building our business here in Maryville. So we're trying to cater directly to, you know, the guests and what they, what works best for them. Right. Okay. Now, Oftentimes when you, you know, you talk to people that are, are from, you know, smaller towns, they've got smaller salons, and when you talk about, you know, performance, when you talk about productivity levels, when you talk about price points, uh, when you talk about, you know, the productivity you expect from stylists, etc. oftentimes they will say, well, that's all very well if you're in, you know, Los Angeles or Chicago or New York, but where we're based, that wouldn't be possible. And one of the things that is really stand out about your business is the the performance, you know, the the, the profitability, the, the productivity that you get uh, from these salons is really quite exceptional. Now I know Sonia, who uh, started the business, her original salon in Centralia, that that that's been a, a over a million dollar salon now uh, for a number of years. Can, can you talk to us a little bit about? the productivity levels that you're getting out of those three businesses at the moment? Absolutely. So this year we are on track to hit about $3 million across all locations. Um, we started out the year a little slow with our retail, 
One of the things that we implemented after COVID was salon scale, which has been amazing for our company, but something that kind of threw a little loophole to us whenever it came to tracking our numbers. Um, we do use Mevo 2 and on our smart center, we have the option to put up tiles that show you exactly what your service and your retail are broke down by bottles sold, specific services, things like that. So the first part of the year, all of our numbers were based on salon scale being included. So it made everything look a little bit higher than what it really was as far as individual numbers. So the first six months, uh, we were at about a 12% profit for the salon. Our goal is about is 20% for the year. So now that we are focused and we are, you know, tuned into exactly which numbers we're looking at, what we can and what we can't include, um, we definitely we're really hoping to hit that 20%. Right. Well, I, I just want to stop you on that figure um, because that is an exceptional figure. You know, so first of all, I want to congratulate you on that. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of salon owners, when I talk to them. And I say to them, you know, what, what percentage is your of, of profit is your business running at? Uh, a big percentage of them don't know. You know, their stock answer is, well, look, I need to talk to the accountant to get that information, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, but they'll say that we're very profitable. And the reality is, is that a lot of them aren't. Is that because a lot of them make the fundamental mistake of thinking that what they pay themselves as the owner, uh, their wage, is profit. And that's not profit. Profit's what's left over after everything else has been paid, including you as the owner. Now, I know that uh, through previous conversations with Sonia is that when she says 12% profit is what we're currently running at, that she means 12% after all overheads. And when she says 20%, that again means after everyone's been paid. And that is really quite exceptional because you will often hear an average figure uh, floated around of, you know, somewhere between 4 and 8% is what the average salon does. Uh, in the US. And in reality, an awful lot of salons don't make any profit at all. They pretty much break even in their lifestyle businesses. So that's, you know, the, the, the nub of what I wanted to talk to you about today is that you have a phenomenal business and uh, it's not phenomenal by chance. I mean, there's a lot of really good things that go on in the background there. So, you know, if you're watching this, I don't want you to mistake this and sort of thinking, well, this is just a little salon in some country town. I'm not going to learn anything from them. I can guarantee that there's a lot of stuff that you can learn from this. So, so let's dig into that. You just said, you know, with three salons, you're tracking at almost $3 million uh, uh, in sales, which is phenomenal. Um, how much of that is retail? What what sort of percentage of your total sales come from retail? Because I know that that's also one of your secret weapons. So currently our retail to our service is about 28% with salon scale included. Um, we're hoping by the end of this year that we're going to hit that 35% mark. That is our goal for the year. Okay, so uh, goal is thirty five percent. Again, you're currently at twenty eight. So, so uh, you know, uh, great, great numbers if you're measuring that as retail to service. Do you know off the top of your head the figure that is what percentage of that three million is retail? You don't. Okay. I know. All right. <laughs> Uh, no, different. Different people have different ways of measuring it. They're all they're all relevant, and uh, uh, running at twenty eight percent is there's nothing wrong with that. And and a goal of thirty five percent again is fantastic. Um, are you? When I talk to salon owners at the moment, a lot of them will say that their retail is declining. 
and they'll, then they'll tell me some story about Amazon and people buying online. Uh, what is your experience? Is it declining or are, are you finding that it's, you know, plateaued or, or growing? What, what's happening with your retail? We are definitely growing. Um, we recently started using investment quote tickets. So for every guest with every service provider, they do have a ticket that they fill out. It's on the backside of their work ticket and it goes over what services they have in mind that they want to do. It also has the products that they recommend for the guest. Um, we have our concierge service then who during the final style portion of the visit goes over, gets that ticket from the stylist, pulls all of those retail products, brings it up to our sales associate up at the front. And that way, whenever the guest comes up to check out, the stylist has all those products right there waiting for them that they can go over. And that we've seen a major increase with our retail since we started using those. We also, every morning I get ready um, our daily goals. So I take our estimated service sales for the day. And then I do 23% of that to make our retail goal for the day. That way our entire team has a common number in, you know, in mind that that's what we're going to hit for the day. Rather than doing it as individuals, we thought we would have better results. You know, whenever we have our partners, our sales associates, our stylists, everybody working to that common goal. Right. Okay. And you have a meeting every morning to set that goal, do you? So I do those myself. Uh, yeah. I take for each of our salons, and then we have several different chat groups that I post those in. That way, everybody across the all of our locations has those goals available for them. We also post those in each of our locations on our, in our back room and our break room. Yeah, and we keep that updated about every one to two hours throughout the day. Right. Okay. Now, um, I've talked at the beginning. I said I keep saying the word innovation. And so I want to dig into some of the innovations that, that, that you do. The first one I want to talk about is uh, Trello. Now, um, I'd heard of Trello. Uh, I didn't know a lot about it. I imagine that there'll be a lot of saddle owners out there that won't know much about it. So, um, you know, every time that I talk to you, there is innovation. There are great new ideas for marketing and how you run your business. And so Trello is the first one I want you to explain to us. So what exactly is it and how do you – uh, utilize Trello in the salon? So Trello is an app that we have all of our team members download whenever we onboard them at the beginning of their hiring. Uh, we have several different boards. One is for our sales associates. One is for our expediters, who are the ones who come in and they do um, some of the shampooing, but mostly behind the scenes work. And then we have another board for strictly for our partners where it goes over step-by-step step exactly how we do things. So exactly how we blow dry, exactly how we roll towels, exactly how we shampoo, step-by-step. Step. Um, then we also have our technical board for our stylists so that they can always go back to that. You know, if they're ever having any kind of issues or questions or whatever it may be, they always have that access right there at their fingertips. Um, that's been a huge thing for us as far as our training program. Um, because then, like I said, they always have that with them. They have access to it at any time um, that they can go back and they can watch all of those videos. Okay. So it's, uh, I imagine as you were talking, people were thinking, oh, it's a bit like Pinterest. But the difference between Trello and Pinterest is, uh, you just mentioned it at the end, videos. Yes. You've got all your training videos in there. You've got all your manuals in there. You've got all your onboarding things, absolutely everything you mm -hmm. keep within Trello, yeah? Yes, absolutely. And all of the videos that we have, 
are made by our team. So okay. we're not taking videos that, you know, we find on YouTube or wherever it may be. Um, everything is made in-house by our team members. That way they can see, you know, this is how we do it here. These are our systems. And this will be the level that you'll be held accountable to achieve. Okay. So, so give us a few tips about those videos. Are they, are they short? Are they, you know, five minutes? Are they three minutes? Are they 15 minutes? How do you, you know, put that together? Because some of them, like if you were doing an induction or an onboarding video, you know, you could take hours for that. So obviously you're not taking hours for it. What, what, what's the sort of formula that you're doing how to, to break these things down into bite-sized pieces? So most of our videos are anywhere from about a minute and a half to about five minutes at the most. Yep. And we break everything down to the smallest detail. So there are a ton of videos on there. We've spent so many hours making them. But, mm -hmm. you know, whenever you have somebody who either has no hair experience or is right out of school, you know, they need that step-by-step -step training. You know, it's, it's a whole different world. So yeah. uh, we do break it down to every little detail and we have them every day. They have certain videos that they have to watch during their training. Then the next day, whenever they come in, they've already seen those. They have an idea of what's going on. That way we can put those things into play. And it just makes a lot more sense for them. Okay. And are these videos that you just knock up yourselves on your iPhone? It's not like some big production. It's like you just get your iPhone out and you video. This is how we shampoo. This is how we do inventory. This is our opening up procedure. This is our, how we present coffee. You've got everything in there like that, small bite-sized pieces of this is how we do it here. We do. So most of them are just recorded on our phones. We do have more of our technical videos, so um, more of like our shampooing and treatments and things like that. Those are done in Apple iMovie. That way we can voice over um, so that we can kind of speed them up a little bit so it isn't quite as an extended amount of time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. And and as as general manager, Jennifer, I've got your title right, haven't I? Yes. I haven't promoted you or told you. Is that your baby doing all that side of it? So I have been in charge of our sales associates board. That was the very first one that I kind of mm – -hmm jumped right in and took the reins and it's been proven it's worked great so i'm absolutely in love with trello it's made my job so much easier it's made my location manager's job so much easier it's made our technical manager's job so much easier you know and it's a great way to be able to hold everybody accountable to make sure that our systems are being done correctly right okay well i think that's a great idea is it easy to use easy to get started and set that sort of thing up there are a lot of videos out there um it was a little tough at first, mm -hmm. but once you start playing around with it and it all just kind of falls into place. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, th I think that's great. So highly commendable. Uh, another thing I know you do is we spoke briefly about it before we, you know, we were recording, uh, was the online consultation forms. Uh, so tell us about those because, again, I find that, you know, some people have dabbled with that uh, as a result of COVID. Uh, but I, I want to hear how you've interpreted that. So we have a great guy who is awesome when it comes to technical things. And he made up, it's basically a survey. Um, it's made through Google. And we send it out as a text message. We have the Wii phone system so we can call, we can text everything from it. And we send it out to all of our new guests. So anybody who's coming in that's never been with us before, we send this message. It has a link to go directly to this form. 
and they have specific questions on there that they have to answer just to give us a good idea as to what they're looking for out of their visit. And then we do, once we receive that back from them, we make a custom consultation form for them basically where um, we go into Canva and we put down all of the things that we would recommend for them for that day. So things that they maybe have never heard of or never would have thought of, you know, as like deep conditioning treatments, um, volume and length enhancements, product recommendations. You know, we put all those things out there so that they have kind of an idea as to what they're coming into. Right. Okay. So what do you make up? Is it literally a mood board of information? Yeah. Right. Okay. So I'm just trying to get my head around what that looks like. That's, that, that, that's great. What sort of response does that have from clients? They seem to really like it. And then yeah. whenever they come in, they're a lot more open to um, additional services. So, yeah. you know, and they may even question us like, hey, you know, you recommended this. Tell me about it, you know, rather than yeah. us having to always bring it up to them. Yeah. Well, I, I know one of the other things that um, I'm impressed with is your treatment cart. Um, and I love the story behind that. So uh, tell us about the treatment cart, because I know treatments are a big part of your business. And again, the innovative thinking and what inspired it is uh, impressive. And so we actually took a whole, our whole team up to Chicago one weekend and we had a training with Paul Mitchell and then we went out to a Harry Carey steak, Steakhouse in Chicago and everybody was kind of looking at the menu and they're like, well, I guess I'll get pasta or I'll get this, I'll get that. And, you know, nobody really had any idea what they wanted. Then our server actually came around with this giant silver platter and he had wrapped every piece of meat that they served there. And he went through and he described every detail, where it came from, how it was fed, how it's prepared, you know, the great things about it, what he recommends, what just gave us every detail of it. And by the end of going through those, every single person at our table decided, well, they're going to have steak, you know, forget the pasta. So we were talking about it afterwards, and we said that would be something really cool that we could bring back to our salon. So we started our treatment cart, which same thing. It is a cart that we can roll over to the guest. We have all of our different treatments laid out on there. Our partners actually give this great explanation. They do ask the stylist first which one they recommend. That way they kind of know which one to push a little bit more, but they do give the guest the opportunity to hear everything that we have to offer, and that has really increased our um, treatment treatment numbers over the last couple of years. Okay. Any any percentages or dollar values that you can put to that? And share? So that is another one of our daily goals. And our goal for it is that we do 50% of our colors receive a treatment. And we right. hit that pretty much every day. Very, it's okay. very unlikely for us not to hit that goal. Um, we have actually had multiple days where we've, Doubled that goal. So, wow. Wow. Okay. So, um, do you know off the top of your head what the average bill is in the company? Um, I would say anywhere from about 175 to about 250 for somebody okay. that's getting color cut and treatment. Right. Okay. Oh, that'd be interesting to know an exact figure. Um, you've used lots of different words now i don't know if they're familiar to other people but some of them are not familiar to me so i want to dig into some of those uh one of them you, you, you mentioned was uh, concierge 
And, you know, everyone's heard the word concierge before, but they generally think of it in the context of a hotel. Um, here you are uh, with a salon, and you use this terminology, concierge. Tell us, what is the concierge? What do they do? What does that look like? So our concierge is one of our sales associate members, one of our sales team. And during the final style portion of the guest visit, they go over with an iPad, they have our schedule pulled up. They look to see when their past appointment was, how many weeks it's been. And then they go to the guest and they say, now as a VIP service at Hollywood Hair, we would love to go ahead and set you up for your next visit. I see that your last appointment was five weeks ago. If we go another five weeks, that will put us on. They'll tell them the day and the time. And then that has really increased um, our rebook percentage because we our goal is 80% every day, but we're usually in that upper 80s into the 90s every day across all locations because of our concierge. Um, Once they have that appointment set up, they do go over our salon app, tell them all the perks of using it. And then we also, at that time, get the investment quote from the stylist, which has all the products listed, all of the services that they have received for the day. So our concierge then goes up and pulls all of those products, prepares those at at our sales desk, Um, with referral cards, one of our loyalty cards for take-home. And that way, whenever the stylist brings the guest up, everything is there ready and waiting for them to go over with them. Right. Okay. So it's not just, it's not just, oh, they're the receptionist. Right. It's a lot, it's a lot more than. Yeah. It's very one-on-one with the guest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fabulous. Uh, another thing I know you have, uh, you know, again, you drop in this terminology and it always makes me want to sort of stop and go, well, what do you mean by that? And and this was when we were talking again last time we, we connected uh, and you talked about a digital beverage menu. What, what's your digital beverage menu? So we have our liquor license at all three locations. Um, we had to fight for that in some, in some of them because, you know, that's something that's not heard of that often for a salon to actually carry a full bar as well. Mm-hmm. So um, we have, it's on a tablet. We take it to every guest. Whenever we seat them, we let them know that here we have our digital beverage menu. If you want to take a look. We do have our full bar available. We have our summer specials right now. We have some great frozen beverages. And um, then we also have our complimentaries as well as our signature beverages as well that are at no cost. Um, the guests then you know, takes a look through it, decides what they want. They place that order. It comes up on our desktop computers up at our sales desk. We then go make those beverages for them, deliver them. It's just a very seamless process. Right. Okay. So, um, I mean, obviously, you know, tea, coffee, et cetera is on there. But, mm-hmm. but are, you, are you talking like there's a full range of cocktails or something on there mm-hmm. as well? Right. We do. Okay. We do. We yeah. have everything from bourbon to martinis to specialty shots. We've got it all. <laughs> <laughs> and is it popular? It is. It's very popular. Yeah, great. Fantastic. Okay. So another thing that I'm impressed with is the fact that you have a virtual assistant. I mean, lots of people in business these days do have virtual assistants. Uh, I'm lucky enough that I have one, but I've not come across a salon owner that uses virtual assistants until, of course, I spoke to you. Uh, and I know that you have a virtual assistant. So do you want to tell us, um, you know, who they are and what exactly they do and how that how that works in the context of the salon? Absolutely. So we have Dana. She's our virtual assistant. She's actually located in the Philippines. She's amazing. Uh, so she does a lot of our behind the scenes work for us. So 
She takes all of the good reviews that we've received from our guests and then she reaches back out to them asking them, asking if they'll then go on to Google and Yelp and different platforms like that to leave those as well, just to get our presence out there a little bit more. Um, she does things with our app. She does stuff with the website, just anything and everything that you can think of behind the scenes. She's awesome. Right. Okay. So a lot of people be listening to this thinking, well, I want one of those. Um, so, and you mentioned that she's in the Philippines, you're in Centralia. Uh, how did you go about setting that up? So we went through, it's called Phyllis Song and you can Google her and it'll come right up. But we had an interview with her where she went over everything that we were looking for from a virtual assistant. She then gave us um, all these different participants that you know, have been virtual assistants for other people in the past that work through her company. And yeah. then we had the opportunity to choose which one we wanted for us. Right. Okay. And obviously the reason why a lot of people do this is that it's economically, um, you know, advantageous to use someone, you know, from uh, the Philippines or other countries who can do a lot of that back-end work for you. Mm -hmm. So that, that, that's interesting. And, and the fact you've only had her a couple of weeks, I know it's early days. So it'd be very interesting to touch base on that, you know, further down the line to find out how that's working. Because uh, I know you said to me when we spoke about it before that she was even going to be confirming all your appointments, et cetera. Mm -hmm. et cetera. Will that be by phone or by text or email or how will that work? So she will do it by phone. Uh, we do have the Wii phone system, like I said earlier. So she is able to pull that up from her home. And she'll actually, on Mondays in the future, she will be able to um, take, a, take phone calls, book appointments, things like that virtually from her home for us. That way, something that we found is that on Mondays especially, which is our training day, you know, we're not in the salon, but we do get a lot of phone calls. So we yeah. want to make sure that we don't miss any opportunities there to get guests onto our schedule. So by having her do that, it's going to open up our hours a lot more and, you know, without having to have one of our physical employees here in the locations. Yeah, fantastic. Um, for anyone who doesn't know uh, what the WeFone system is, could you just explain that? Yeah, so we have, they have desktop phones and then they have portable phones both. And it syncs with your computer. So the guest can call. It puts up a little bubble in, on the computer screen saying who's calling. It also has the availability where we can go in and we can text them. We can do back and forth texting from our salon phone number with the guest. And then we also, like I said, that's where we send out um, our consultation forms. If we need to um, adjust anything timing-wise with the appointments, whenever we want to... Um, you know, if we want to confirm, if we couldn't get a hold of them any other way, we can do all of that through that texting. Um, we can also accept or send pictures, things like that for our stylists to make their consultations go a little bit smoother, um, especially with their new guests. Yeah, right. Okay. And you, you've mentioned your salon app a couple of times. Mm -hmm. uh, how important is that to the running of the business? It has been great. It gives our guests something fun to do, I guess you would say. It has a daily scratch off on there where you literally just go on and you swipe your finger across the screen and they can win deep conditioning treatments, take home products, things from our boutique. There's just all kinds of cool stuff. It also has the option for um, electronic referrals. So you can send them out through text. You can send them through emails. You can post it on your social media. And then we do have a great referral program for our guests as well, which is all kept track within the app. 
They also have the opportunity to book online. There's great features with it. Right. Okay. Wow. It's it, it's incredible what you're doing there. Uh, what's next in terms of innovation? Have you got something? I'm sure you've got something else that you're <laughs> you know wanting to get to. So right now we're really focusing on building our teams. You know, I know across the country, everybody says we need more team members. So mm-hmm. something that we're really focusing on right now is figuring out how with our website and you know, with our app and our social media, how can we, you know, get new team members? Okay. And is that, do you have some magic solution that uh, uh, other people would benefit from hearing? <laughs> or are you like the rest of the mere mortals out there who are experiencing the same challenge? So we've been very fortunate. We do have a Palmetto school um, about 25, 30 minutes from our mm-hmm. Shiloh and Maryville locations. So yeah. we've had, we've, gotten quite a few girls from them here lately, but something that we just recently started doing, which has been, we've had great feedback from is we will randomly pop into the schools with either tacos or pizza or cookies or donuts or something like that, you know, and just let them know like, Hey, we're here, you know, come see us, come talk to us. And then we always follow up with all of the, um, the Palmetto students as well as our local schools too. We follow up with them as well just to follow the girls and, and the guys and see, you know, where are they at within their education, you know, and kind of keep track of them and always kind of put those little bits in there like, hey, you know, come see us. We'd love to, we'd love to talk with you. We'd love to see you. Good, so, good. Being okay. very is- yeah. Well, let, let's talk a little bit about that, um, the people side of your business mm-hmm. and um, productivity levels and how you pay people, et cetera. <laughs> Uh, can you explain that, for example? How do you? What, what's your system for paying people? I know they're employees. They're, 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 how, how does that work? So, with our commission employees, they are. Let's see. We do have a career path set up. So, our mentors are Steve and Terry Cowan, which they're amazing. They've done so much for us over the years. And Terry and our owner Sonia, they put a career path in place where. Um, with each level, they have certain goals that they have to hit. It's all based on their service, their take home, their retention, um, how many new guests they bring in, you know, their rebook. They have all these numbers laid out. So whenever we get new stylists, they do start out as new talent right out of school. They then, once they hit those their numbers, um, they move up to designers, master designers, and then our busy stylists. And each level has its own, you know, its own numbers that they have to hit, as well as extra perks as they grow their business, you know, to give them a little bit more freedom to kind of make choices for themselves a little bit. Um, Sure. Okay. Now, um, I've said before that you have some interesting terminology. Uh, Just give us the names of each of those levels that you have within the salon. So we have our sales associates. So it's our sales team. Those Mm -hmm. are the first faces you see whenever you walk in the door, you know, they greet you whenever they come in. Um, one of our big things is we strive to be the Ritz Carlton, which sounds funny being a salon, but whenever a guest walks in, we greet them by name. You know, we mm-hmm. want them to feel at home. We want them to be like, wow, they knew who I am. You know, it gives them that just great home, happy, you know, care that I'm here feeling. Um, so we have our sales team. Then we have our expediters who have no cosmetology experience at all. Um, most of them are younger. Um, so they're the girls who, keep everything running for us. They do all of our laundry. 
They do all of our sweeping, our towels, our dishes, you name it. They, they're in charge of all that. They keep the okay. salon going all day long. Then we so, have our... So, so, so let, I just want to jump in there. Uh, so the sales team in a, in a normal salon, that would be what they call front of house or receptionist. But yes. so you're calling them your sales team because they have a wider job description than just being a receptionist. Yeah. Now, so I've got that right, haven't I? Yeah. So- and, and then the next one you said you, you use this term expediter, which I've never heard before. Uh, but I know it means speed things up, basically, doesn't it? An expediter. Uh, so that's what you call your. Are they assistants or are they like they're not assistants because assistants usually go on to do hair? Are they specifically employed to look after those background tasks, i.e. shampooing, sweeping, making coffee, cleaning up? Is that is that what they do? Yes. That yeah. is they keep us they expedite our services by, you know, as soon as a get or as soon as a stylist takes a guest from the chair, they're over there sweeping and resetting that area that way the next guest you know can go right in without that stylist having to you know take any time to worry about cleaning up themselves so yeah okay all right so uh, next one after expeditors what are they then we have our partners so that's our assistants um they are the girls that are in cosmetology school currently or um, have graduated but not really ready to go on the floor yet. They want to get a little okay. bit more in-house experience before they do. Um, right. But so, they do, they do so, all so of what, our treatments, what, or shampooing, things like that. Right. Okay. Sorry to interject because I'm fascinated <laughs> by all this. Uh, why do you call them partners? Well, that we've always kind of called them partner, but they're more so they're our assistants. We've, we're trying to really change the names within our locations. Mm-hmm. So we want to give them that title that, you know, makes them feel the best about themselves. and it- Yeah, yeah, no, I'm all for that. I, I mean, I, interestingly enough, I did a podcast that came out today, which is about titles uh, <laughs> that you give people on your team. Uh, and and the, the titles have meaning. And, and mm-hmm. you just nailed it then when you said you want them to feel good about themselves. And I know Starbucks, for example, I don't know if they still do, but they used to refer to all of their team as their partners. Um, so I was curious as to why you called them partners. Um, and then, okay, so what's the next level after that? So the next level after that would be our new talent stylists. So those are the girls that are fresh out of school, ready to go on the floor, ready to you know start their career. Mm. Okay. And then after that? After that, we have our designers. So those are our new talent stylists who have hit all of their numbers on their career path, and they've leveled up to that designer level. Okay, so they have certain categories where they've got to they've got to hit the numbers before they get moved up to the next level. And when they go up the next level, their charge out rate goes up, so therefore they're earning more money as well. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, now. And, and what, what are the, the levels after that? Because I, I know what they are, and I, I'm dying to ask you about where that name came from as well. So then we have our master designers. Um, those are the girls. Most of them have been there anywhere from about three to five years. Okay. And, and the next one? The next one is our legacy stylist. So that's legacy, our yeah. Ladies and gentlemen that have been with us, usually anywhere from about five to ten on you know okay so yeah. we have ones that have really excelled that have made it there a little bit quicker but then we also have you know our forever stylist that'll the 
had been with us forever through the long haul through everything. So yeah, yeah, okay. It's it's fascinating. I mean, there's lots of different terms out there, uh, uh, different terminology, and uh, and I love the creativity behind that and the thought that's been given to those uh, different positions. Um, so. When we touched on this before, but how do you how do you pay people? So I understand, and I'm sure the the viewers understand, uh, you know, the level system and how they've got to hit certain benchmarks before they get promoted to the next level, um, and and you know what they earn would be underpinned by you know minimum wage at least. But how do you pay people over and above that? So with our stylists, they are commissioned. So they do receive 45% of every request guest. So anybody that comes to them based on their reputation um, or, you know, repeat guests, um, then we do 40% for anyone who's a salon guest. So anybody who was brought in on the salon's reputation rather than on the stylist. So say they called and they didn't care who they saw, that would be a salon guest. And, um, with that, if, you know, we do. If they, a, if they came back a second time, would they then, then be a 45% one because they've turned yes. them into a regular? Right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry to interrupt you. There's a little bit of a time lag there. I didn't mean to do that. Okay. Oh, well, that's, that, that's, that's fascinating. So another thing I wanted to ask you about is your partnership model because, you know, I, I was talking to Sonia, I don't know, seven or eight years ago, I guess, and at that point, she had one salon, and it was, you know, already breaking the million-dollar mark then. Uh, and I know she wanted to expand. And now talking to you, you know, uh, in 2022, uh, there's three salons. There's obvious growth happening. And there are multiple partners in the business. So I'm intrigued about that partnership model. What do you have to do to become a partner? Do you buy your way into it? Or, you know, how does that, how does that work? So it is bought in. Um, we do have Sonia as well as three additional partners. They are all legacy stylists for us, so they are all behind the chair as well. Um, it's very much so like-minded individuals with a greater goal in mind, you know, than just being a stylist. So they've all been with us for at least 10 years, I believe it is. Okay. And um you know, they just have that common goal in mind that they want Hollywood here to be something greater than we could ever imagine. Yeah. And are they all partners in all of the businesses or is someone a partner in Shiloh and someone else a partner in Maryville? And, and how does that work? So our Centralia location is solely Sonia and then our Shiloh and Maryville, as well as if we have any going forward, which we hope to, um, that is all four included. Good. Okay. So it's a, it's a very interesting model. And uh, I often talk to people these days about, you know, how the hairdressing business model is evolving and changing. And, you know, lots of people will talk sometimes disparagingly about the salon suite model and the amount of independence and booth renters, et cetera, there are in the industry. And as I'm always saying to them, listen, you have to look for the opportunities to reinvent the business model. And uh, I sort of see this partnership idea of taking people with you on the journey is one way of doing that. And so, you know, yet again, uh, here you are, uh, you know, doing a fantastic job of that as well. So, you know, congratulations with that. Thank you. 
Okay, so listen, I, I guess we uh, we had better uh, start wrapping up a little bit. Uh, I know there's one thing I did want to ask you about, and that is the uh, the huddle uh, thing that you do. You've already touched on it, where you talked about you have this goal setting thing every morning, and you give people their numbers, etc. Um, what, what what exactly does that look like? Is it a, is it a traditional morning huddle where everyone gets together and goes over the goals for the day and, and maybe the results from the day before? How does that work? And so we post the goals every morning. Uh, then all of our teammates do go over those whenever they arrive to the salon. Um, the stylists do go over with the apprentices who are working with them for that day. They are assigned to specific stylists. So they go through and they look at their tickets to see, you know, this is what we have scheduled, but what, what can we do to make this day better? What can we do to, you know, make each of these tickets higher? Who, you know, who could get this treatment? Who could get that? So they do have a daily huddle, you know, every morning when, or at the beginning of every shift with stylists and apprentices, as well as our sales team does as well. Um, then every night, one of the things that we've found is um, celebrations are key. So especially with this new generation, younger generation, you know, they love to be celebrated. We should, you know, they work hard. So yeah. every evening we have posted in our, it's our uh, Hollywood Hair Beauties. It's what we call it, Facebook group. And it is a private group where it's just all of our employees together. Um, we do go through and we put our scoreboards up for the day. So that's where we celebrate, you know, which goals we hit, which goals we were really close on. And then we do specific call outs for people that we saw who did something above and beyond for the day. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the scoreboards, are they individuals that put up their own scoreboard or the salon, each salon has a scoreboard for their results? Each salon. Right. Like okay. We do, we're the whole team going for that one goal. So we always keep it very team oriented, everyone included. Right. And the salon partners that you talked about, um, the owners, the salon owners, uh, as you said, there's four of them. Are they managing, actively managing the salon at the same time, or is that not necessarily their role? There could be someone else, i.e. yourself, who has a management you know, position. So they do. We actually are divided into five categories with myself included in that. So Sonia goes, she's in charge of all of our finances. We have Abby, who is in charge of all of our education. Allie is in charge of all of our marketing. Jessica is in charge of all of our HR, human resources, and then I'm in charge of all of our daily operations. Wow. Okay. Well, listen, I, I have thoroughly enjoyed talking to you, and, uh, you know, thank you so much for being so open and transparent about how you, you run the business uh, because I, I, you know, talk to a lot of business owners uh, all over the world, uh, you know, with bigger and smaller businesses, but th there's so much innovation and stuff that comes out of what you're doing uh, that it, it really inspires me, and I'm sure it's really inspired the other people that are uh, are watching this live. So, uh, so Jennifer, I want to say thank you to you uh, and thank you to Sonia, uh, owner of Hollywood here. I, I also want to say to our viewers that I don't want you to think that I get you know, these poor people onto the <laughs> onto this live and they, you know, they, they feel they have to answer these questions and I'm very, um, you know, confronting. I always ask them beforehand, is it okay if we talk about this? And I think it's fantastic that we have people like Sonia and Jennifer that are, are more than okay, more than happy, you know, to be transparent and to share 
what some of the successes are behind their business because they have a great business and, uh, you know, the proof's in the pudding. Anyone that is, you know, running at 12% and isn't happy with that and want it to be 20% and are on track to do it and, I might add, have consistently done it in the past, uh, I think we can all learn from it. So, uh, so Jennifer, um, thank you so much. Anything you want to wrap up with before we sign off? I just want to say thank you, Anthony, for having me here been a great time. I love talking to you and I look forward to it in the future. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to connect with us, you'll find us at growmysalonbusiness.com or on Facebook and Instagram at growmysalonbusiness. And if you enjoyed tuning into our podcast, make sure that you subscribe, like, and share it with your friends. Until next time, this is Anthony Whitaker wishing you continued success.